Welcome to the Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to the Soft Life Baddies. Happy June. Happy Pride Month. This is our first episode of June, and I'm so excited to be back. Last week, we talked about five ways that you can start your monthly reset, and so many of you loved it. So so many of you applied the tips that we shared. So if that episode helped you or jump-started June for you, we would love for you to share how it's helped you and guided you. And again, it's a quick episode if you are looking to kind of press reset on your month. This is a great episode to start with. As you know, we've been super busy this past spring and we're already in summer. We're super excited for all that's in store. We're planning our in-person event. So stay tuned and sign up for our newsletter so that you'll be the first to know. And today we're going to be talking about confronting the comparison trap and knowing how to navigate jealousy. These are two topics that I have talked about in various episodes, but this is episode is dedicated to really diving in and talking about comparison and jealousy. And these are emotions that are sometimes seen as negative or quote unquote low vibrational, but let's break down comparison and jealousy and how it impacts us on our daily lives and our relationships and even our careers and other dynamics in our lives. So as we know, we live in this age where we see everything and everyone all the time. Everyone is hyper visible. People's lives are hyper visible. And in this day and age, comparison is kind of inevitable. So if you find yourself comparing, realize that we are interconnected as humans. We're in this digital age where everything is transparent and visible. So it's a regular occurrence to happen in our lives. And there's actually a survey that shows that over 83% of young adults say that social media negatively impacts their self-esteem. That's 83%. And 58% say that social media has changed how others view them and how they view others. I find this to be very interesting because not only is this a This is like a double-sided mirror where you are also perceiving people a certain way and they're perceiving you a certain way. And that makes comparison that much more common. People find that social media can trigger their comparison and lead them into a comparison trap. And a survey from the website and blog Happiful actually says that people usually say that social media makes people's life look easy and seeing how seeing other people have amazing experiences and career success forces them or enables them to start benchmarking where they are at in life compared to their peers so where do we draw the line between comparison and scrolling and being a part of this social media experience or this digital experience that we're in and straight up jealousy so let's make a distinction between the both first. 
So comparison usually involves evaluating your similarities and differences between ourselves and other people. So it can be very natural. It can be also a neutral process too. And sometimes it's just a self-assessment or a form of gaining inspiration from the people and your environment around you. So comparison in a healthy in a healthy way, comparison can actually be very motivational and it can drive your personal growth. It also can help you focus on identifying areas for improvement and setting goals based on achievements and benchmarks that you have seen other people see do. So for example, you know, representation is everything. For If you are looking to hit a goal, say you want to go to a certain college or you want to pursue a certain career path or do a certain endeavor, which you've never seen anyone do representation and seeing someone else do that same thing that you want to do shows you that that's a reality. It's a possibility that you can also do it too. So that is a form of comparison, but in a healthy way. And comparison becomes problematic when it leads to when it becomes chronic and also when you start to have unrealistic standards that negatively impact your self-esteem. Whereas jealousy, on the other hand, is an emotional response characterized by feelings of envy, resentment, insecurity in response to someone else's perceived advantages or success or what they have, their materialistic possessions. So usually jealousy does involve a desire to possess or have what someone else has. It's it's really focusing on the possessive part of your emotions. It's you wanting what someone else's what someone else has versus you kind of just seeing yourself through someone else's eyes or comparing yourself to see and do the self-assessment which is comparison. So unlike comparison, jealousy does tend to be more of a negative and a destructive emotion that can really damage and strain relationships. So what are some of the results of chronic comparison? Some of those results of chronic comparison include imposter syndrome, which we've talked about, gossiping a lot, low self-esteem, and I think one of the worst aspects of chronic comparison is ignoring your own talents and not actually honing them and developing your natural talents. There is this misconception that the way that someone does something successfully is the only way to do it and that could not be further from the truth. The way that you do something and the way that someone else does that same thing does not negate one or the other. There is room for multiple ways and multiple opportunities for people to thrive and be successful. And just because someone is doing or has a certain characteristic or trait or opportunity that you might not have, that does not mean that there's alternative paths to have the same thing. And I think some of the factors that can really affect the way that we deal with comparison are the intent behind it. Sometimes, as mentioned, comparison can be driven by the self-assessment and jealousy in the other hand can be rooted for this desire to have what other people have. But another factor is that Comparison usually evokes either a neutral or a positive emotional response and jealousy can create these feelings of bitterness, anger, envy, and really start to make us project our insecurities onto other people. 
So when it comes to the way that we use social media, especially in our behavior on social media, it's really important to be mindful of how we're perpetuating our own chronic comparison trap. So the way that social media is curated and it's curated in a way that really focuses on the highlights and presenting a perfect life. And one thing that I think is really interesting about the way that different age demographics use social media and use the internet. One creator that I love that really breaks this down is on TikTok. You might know her, know of her content. Her name is Coco Mo, and she breaks down how different generations use the internet, all the way from boomers to Gen X to Gen Z and millennials, and now Gen Alpha, which is the generation after Gen Z, these post-2000 folks who were born in this era, this early 20s era, and how we all use social media in a very different way. And one thing that she shared that really spoke out is the way that millennials use social media as a filter and not only the actual filters on social media but actually filtering their life so that it looks perfect and we create this perfect image of ourselves whereas gen z is a little bit more unafraid and unapologetic and they don't really care as much about looking messy or you know not having everything together and kind of having blurry photos and this irony that they use social media on is because of how they grew up with the internet. So just remember that when you are on social media, that there is a whole sociological and psychological experience that's happening as well. And that's why it's so important to be mindful of this comparison trap that we can fall into so easily. And endlessly comparing ourselves and other people to their opportunities, their achievements, their lifestyles, that just takes away from the point of social media, which was initially just to connect with other people and find your folks and find your community. So social media can create these feelings of inadequacy and, you know, fuel this comparison trap. But one thing that I think is really crucial in learning how to moderate your social media or your internet behavior is learning how to catch yourself when you are projecting. When you find the urge to insert yourself into someone else's lived experience, that's an opportunity for you to check in with yourself. When you're scrolling or you're going on someone's page that you don't even follow because we've all done it before and you're kind of trying to see what they're up to, what their life is like, and trying to put together pieces based on what they share, realize that that is a form of projection because what you're doing in that experience is looking at what they have shared or what they're putting out and you are making a decision. You're judging and perceiving that person as being happy or unhappy, successful or unsuccessful. Are they with their man or are they not? right? A lot of people do that. They'll go on your page. I've had people DM me and ask me questions about my personal life based off of what I share. And they could not be further from the truth or they are only perceiving a very small portion of what I choose to share, right? Just depending on what your your privacy is like and what you like to share on social media, what you're comfortable sharing. So just remember that you can catch yourself projecting 
if you take a minute to be mindful about what your responses are when you are on social media, are you starting to feel this feeling of inadequacy? Are you starting to feel some insecurities boil up inside of you? Are you starting to feel like I'm not good enough? And if those feelings start to rise up, that's an opportunity for you to check in with yourself, put your phone down, take take a break, get some fresh air, take some deep breaths, do something to pour back into yourself. Because if you find yourself spending 30, 40 minutes, an hour, two hours involved and invested in other people's lives, how do you have time left for yourself? How do you have time left for your hobbies? How do you have time left for engaging in conversations and and experiences, in-person experiences that actually will help and uplift you and fulfill you? So it's important to take yourself out of other people's lived experiences and not always insert yourself into what they are sharing. And this also goes for, I would say, for example, on Twitter, this happens a lot, especially on Twitter. I think that's just the culture of Twitter is for people to insert themselves. So I could make a tweet like I love matcha lattes, right? Because I do. I could say I love matcha lattes. I love drinking a matcha every single day. Somebody, I I promise you, somebody's going to come in and say matcha sucks. I hate matchas. People who drink matcha are weird. They could have a whole dissertation about why they hate matcha. And it's like, but I wasn't even talking about that, you know, and this has nothing to do with you. So again, remembering not to compare yourself or feel like you always have to project your personal you know, grievances or opinions or contrarian thoughts about someone else's experience, that's going to help you to protect your peace, vice versa. So I also want to mention that obviously comparison has roots when it comes to our childhood upbringing and feelings of jealousy can also be rooted in our childhood behavior. So Depending on how you were brought up as a child and your early attachment styles, whether it's anxious attachment, avoidant, secure, those, and we also will have a separate episode just on attachment styles if you're not familiar. But for example, an anxious attachment style might lead to jealousy more often due to fear of abandonment and that constant need for reassurance. Or if you had a lot of siblings growing up, you might find yourself to be a very competitive person and you might perceive other people's successes or achievements as an opportunity for you to double down on being an overachiever. So there are a lot of complexities and a lot of nuances to why someone might be dealing with comparison a lot or dealing with jealousy or projecting constantly. And just remember that jealousy and comparison are also habits that are learned in childhood and might carry over on into your adult relationships. So one thing that I find is really important is to be very open and honest about communicating when it comes to dealing with jealousy and being able to communicate in your relationships and have a moment of self-reflection, it shows your commitment to personal growth. It shows your commitment to wanting to be the 
version of yourself that is self-aware and self-awareness is what allows us to have healthy relationships. So here are three ways that you can start to address and navigate jealousy in your romantic relationships, in your friendships, and in your family dynamics. So number one is communication and transparency. That is key because open and honest communication is crucial when you're dealing with jealousy in any relationship. It's so essential to express your feelings and your concerns, but doing it in a way that's calm, that's receptive, and also being able to read the room, right? If you're dealing, if you're feeling jealous of a friend who just got engaged or you're feeling jealous of a friend who just got a new job, you may not want to tell that person right away, oh my God, I'm so jealous of you. Because that takes away from their capability to celebrate their accomplishments as they should. However, allowing that person over time to understand your perspective and sharing your insecurities and fears, that can be an opportunity to have more of a constructive dialogue. And this transparency really helps to build more trust and creates a more supportive environment for your relationship to continue growing, especially if you're someone like me that perceives relationships as gardens that require nurturing and love and tenderness and care and softness in order for them to grow and be strong and thrive, then being able to be transparent and upfront and and dealing with the uncomfortable, the discomfort of talking about jealousy or comparison can actually give you an opportunity to make those relationships even more rooted because you're being vulnerable and that requires strength. So in relationships, one thing that I will say is when dealing with jealousy or comparison, again, it's important to use I statements. So instead of saying, you make me jealous because you like to go out with your friends and I want you to be home all the time, every day, right? Instead, you can say, I would love for us to spend more time together because on the weekends, I look forward to spending more time with you. That's something that can be more of a room for open conversation versus you telling your partner or your loved one or whoever that they're not allowed to do something or setting these ground rules which don't allow freedom and don't allow autonomy in the relationship. So that's what I would suggest when it comes to communicating in relationships. In friendships, it's a little bit different sometimes because with friendships, jealousy can creep in very slowly and very subtly. You might find yourself avoiding your friend. You might find yourself not being able to connect with them or be vulnerable with them and not know why. Or you might find yourself just kind of maybe, I think this is what happens in, in at least what I've seen through experience and also through other friends of mine who've gone through the same thing, is when it comes to jealousy with friendships, it's very subtle. And if you are picking up on the subtleties of your friend feeling jealous of you, you can talk to them. You can say, you know, I feel like our relationship right now, this is what I'm getting from your behavior or this is what I'm getting based on your actions. And for example, if you just got a new job and your friend has yet to congratulate you or doesn't congratulate you, but you've talked about it on your stories on Instagram or if you've shared it internally directly with them or whatever the case is, you can say, hey, I really was 
hoping that you'd be more supportive about this milestone that I've had. And I just feel like you haven't been there for me and you being vulnerable and and allowing them to know that what, you know, their lack of support does hurt and bother you. That will allow them to maybe say, well, you know what I've been, you know, ever since I got laid off, I've been struggling to find a new job. So yes, it did trigger some jealousy in me, but I'm really proud of you. Like that, those types of communications can prevent a friendship that is otherwise really healthy from being someone that you just cut off because you never learned how to communicate with each other. Right. But of course, you know, take all of that into consideration. If you are dealing with friendships who are friends who are perpetually jealous or don't have support and, you know, care for you. If you want to learn more about toxic friendships and very specific examples of toxic friendships, I encourage you to check out our episode about toxic friendships and making new friends as an adult. But Those are some of the ways that you can start to confront jealousy in comparison in your friendships. And of course, with family, that also can be one of those tricky things. But I think with family, because there are multiple personalities involved, sometimes it can be a little bit easier to talk to family members and especially with siblings. I know sometimes there can be sibling sibling rivalry or even parents can be jealous of their children sometimes. Sometimes mothers can be really jealous of their daughters or their children or whoever and those those types of interpersonal dynamics can be really hard. So I definitely encourage you if you are having trouble navigating jealousy in comparison with your siblings, this might require more effort on your end versus them being the people to come to you. You might have to be the person to find tools to support yourself in feeling emotionally safe around your family. And I highly suggest going to therapy and speaking to someone who can help you navigate how to deal with um, envious or jealous family members um, because that is not something that I would want to take on by myself. I would definitely want the support of a professional, of a mental health professional that can help me navigate that because it's really hard to take on multiple people in your family who are just not able to support you or envious or resentful or project constantly. You know, that's not easy for anyone. And Another way to deal with jealousy in your relationships, your friendships, and your family dynamic is to practice self-reflection and emotional awareness. So sometimes jealousy really stems from our own insecurities and our own self-doubts. I can immediately tell when I'm being a hater. (laughs) And and I will be honest because people like to think just because you're all love and light and you promote positivity and wellness and all these things that you're not human. And that's not true. Like there are moments where you or where I have caught myself and I'm like, nah, I got it. I got it. I need to take a step back. I need to be aware of how I'm feeling and not project because if you act like you never get jealous or you've never been jealous before. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't believe you. I think that everybody gets jealous because jealousy is a normal emotion. It's not necessarily a bad emotion. It's just when left 
unmonitored and uncontrolled and given the the gasoline that it needs to really turn into something nasty it can but jealousy in and of itself is a it's a neutral emotion just like any other emotion so self-reflection and emotional awareness really will help you to be more self-aware it'll help you to be more grounded one way that I've learned how to do this is by doing shadow work and journaling. So I've talked about shadow work before and shadow work is simply, it is it is a form of self-reflection and introspection. You're probably doing shadow work already, but you might just not know what it's called. And shadow work is simply being able to track your emotions and being able to understand and and document how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way so for example if you said something that was really rude or or really just nasty or haterish about somebody that you love or someone you don't even know that could be a moment to do some shadow work you know maybe you're like oh her shoes are ugly as hell and you know what? Maybe the shoes are not that cute. But if you feel like you need to voice that out loud or you need to say that negative comment out loud, one opportunity for you to be more self-aware is to take it back and say, do I feel is what I'm sharing and what I'm feeling rooted in truth? Is it rooted in is it rooted in facts? If it's not, let's back up a little bit. Why do I feel this way towards this person? Okay, do they seem like they have everything else in their life together? Do they have the perfect partner, the perfect home, the perfect job, the perfect body, the perfect hair? And then take a step further back and say, do I feel inadequate when I look at them? And then you can take a step further and say, maybe I do. Maybe there are times where I look at this person and I wish that was me. So those those are types of, that's that's kind of how you can start to do shadow work. There are also shadow work prompts that you can use that can help you to dive deeper into doing this type of introspection. And doing this practice has really freed me in so many ways. It's freed me from this comparison trap that I used to fall into, especially in my early 20s when I didn't have the tools that I have now. And it can help you identify your triggers. It can help you to manage your emotions. Self-awareness is really the key to being emotionally intelligent and being emotionally aware of how you are showing up in your relationships, in your other dynamics in your life. And last but not least, one thing I will always, always emphasize is eyes on your own paper. You do not need to let social media become a playground for your insecurities. And when you're not constantly worried about what's not yours, it alleviates that pressure to compare yourself to other people, period. When you practice gratitude and focus on your own personal strengths and your own accomplishments, you can remember what softness looks like for you, what ease looks like for you, freedom, what it looks like for you is might be or could be different than what it looks like for someone else. And remembering that you are you and that is your power is crucial. Being able to really express and celebrate the person, your personhood and comparison also kills your personality. When you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, you're losing those little quirks, those little things about yourself that you should be celebrating and your your talents that you should be working on and really honoring and developing over time. And always remember that you can edit your social media 
to become the version of the social media that you want to see. If you don't like seeing this this girl doing her morning routine and making her match every day, then unfollow her. If you don't like seeing this person share their partner and their engagement or talk about their successes or whatever's going on, then unfollow them or mute them. You don't have to be a part or play a role in other people's lives digitally if you don't want to. In real life, that's another question. That's up to you to decide. But I encourage you to always... Remember that you are capable of having healthy relationships and self-awareness is really what is going to help you deal with this comparison trap. And if you are someone that has felt a lot of jealousy recently or you feel like you are going through a jealous phase in your life, in your friendship, in your relationship... I hope that this is an opportunity for you to do some self-reflection and remember that, again, you are you and that is your power, eyes on your own paper, you know, and when you really are super busy, when you're super locked into what you're doing, you don't really have time to be jealous. You don't have time to watch and observe and document what other people have going on because you're too busy working and developing on yourself. And that's the key is really just pouring into yourself and paying attention to your own life versus being hyper involved in other people's lived experiences or inserting yourself in their experiences. So I hope that this episode helps you. Again, there are other related episodes such as um, dealing with toxic friendships and emotional awareness, which we have on our Instagram. We have a whole guide of emotional mental health 101 so check that out and i hope that you have a beautiful rest of your week i will see you next weekend and stay soft to stay connected join sadie baddies on instagram pinterest twitter and more and sign up for our monthly newsletter on sadiebaddies.com to stay in the loop sending you hella love and stay soft baddie